Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Here's Pugliarvi breaking free, scoring! Right circle off the rush. He blistered it past Jacob Markstrom's blocker. And the Oilers regain a two-goal lead on Pugliarvi's second in his minigame. Nicely done, Brendan. Uh, there you go. That's Yessa Pogliarvi, and he's uh, he's going good. We're going to talk about him and a couple other things uh, as we bring aboard at 1234 at Edmonton. Our NHL insider is John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. We'll talk about Pogliarvi. I also want to hit on this text here. Bob, new fan. Did the NHL ban fighting? Seem like they stopped uh, every fight. What gives? Great game, by the way, the other night, says the Dexter. Did you see the fight last night, Brendan, between Jamie Benn and Josh Brown? That's a couple old school dudes going at well, it out there. You know, Ben doesn't have the visor on. His skill set may be lacking a little bit in recent years, but he can still throw it, and I know you love Josh Brown. Well, Josh Brown's a tough kid. Josh Brown worked over Juju Arcaire a couple of years ago pretty bad in Florida. He was the hammer for DJ Smith uh, when Oshawa beat Cologne in the, WH, or in the uh, Memorial Cup final in 2015. But Jamie, Ben, like uh, Jamie, it was like when Jerome McGinley fought Derek England. When Aguilar was with the Kings at the end of his career, and Jamie Ben's in his 30s now, man, and he and, and he's a star. And Josh Brown is a number, he's a number five, six defenseman. He's number six defenseman, and it was Jamie Ben across grabbed him and switched hands, and he landed some bombs. I mean, that's a really good player that can still chuck him. John Shannon joins us right now. He is our Oilers now insider as well as. Uh, political correspondent we have a civic election tonight hi john how you doing have you voted yet uh kathy torium voting uh at five o'clock today okay 
All right. So what I want to know is that how does it, if you guys stay on daylight saving time, <laughs> are you are you an hour ahead or are you three hours ahead? I don't understand. What did, you got to figure that one out. I'll call up Brent Griffiths because it's more important to him than it is to me. So I'll find out what Brent's. <laughs> I'll probably get a text here. Okay. And uh, for everybody okay. listening, uh, that, that's a staffer hater. Blame Brent because he was one of the guys that gave me my first real opportunity. All right. Uh, hey, just just on the fighting stuff because it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, the Oilers win an enthralling, exciting game with a little bit of animosity. You worked in all those classic Battle of Alberta's back then. There is supposed to be some hard feelings out on the ice once in a while. And the Flames, the thing about Calgary, John, they probably have the toughest team in the NHL. I'm not sure I necessarily want, like, Cassian can't be fighting coming off a concussion. And Darnell Nurse is too valuable to be fighting. So... Edmonton's got to stay out of that stuff when they play the Flames, don't they? To, to, uh, to an extent, yeah, they do. Um, you know, but at a certain point, at a certain point, you also have to stand up for yourself. Um, now, you know, the classic way to do that is, you know, if you have the puck, make sure you're never caught. And if you have the fastest guys on the ice, then it's easy to do. Um, but at the same time, I, 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 I don't view, I don't view the Oilers as a team that would back down at any point. And I, I think, you know, I even think we saw that on Saturday night as they weren't backing down. No. You know, they were, they were prepared, they were prepared to give it and, and, and take it. Um, and, uh, uh, in the end, I thought it worked out, worked out. I mean, you know, Calgary's, if Calgary does what it has to be in being that aggressive uh, for the whole season, you know, there, there's going to be issues of, of penalty kill and power play yes. that in the end might, might bite them in the backside. And that's, that really is, that's the one, that's the one uh, muscle that you can flex all the time. Uh, to cure that so-called toughness. Well, and that, let's define what toughness. What I'm saying is the Oilers don't have to engage in the fighting. I didn't say you back no. down. You compete on pucks. No. You're difficult to play against. You get inside guys' equipment. It's a phrase Todd McClellan used to use all the time. Like Yamamoto's five foot eight and 160 pounds, and he's uh, he, you know, he he got Rasmus Anderson unglued there for a few seconds, and Cassian was running around a little bit, and there was some. You know, and and it just, I mean, even like in terms of toughness, the Sedins, okay? Well, this just dates all the way back to Alf Nilsson and Anders Hedberg. And Anders Hedberg, John, you know the story. After his first pro yeah. year, he wanted to learn how, how to fight when he was at the Winnipeg Jets. And they're like, Anders, you don't have to fight. Just play hard and compete on pucks and don't alter your games when guys try to do cheap stuff. And that was back in the 70s. And when I think of the Sedins, that's what the Sedins did. They didn't alter their games because guys leaned on them a bit. They didn't disappear. They were who they were on a night-in, night-out basis. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't have to sit there. The game has evolved to the point. And even going back 40 years ago, we could find examples of guys that didn't have to throw, you know, Throw punches and take the gloves off. I think the I, I think the, de- the 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 definition of the art of intimidation uh, is one that has changed a little bit. Um, and the guy the guy that actually was smarter about it than anybody else and was more guttural about it than anybody else was Fred Shearer way back when you talk about forty to fifty years ago. And I hated his um, teams. And, 
Uh, of course, of course you did, and and they were tough to play against. Um, and in the end, uh, you know, he he what 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 Shiro did was he found ways to win. Uh, and you know, skating on the ice and having the other team look over their shoulder and and faint away in the corner, that was the ultimate art of intimidation. Did we lose John? We still have him. Different ways in the NHL for the art of intimidation, and you know, if if what's changed in 2021 is is that you can intimidate through speed, you can intimidate through exactly what Connor and Leon do on a regular basis on the power play. That, that that's another level of intimidation, albeit not as physical, but certainly just as effective. Yeah, I well, I, I completely can. The one thing I'll say about the Flyers that I didn't like is they had a gang mentality on the ice. Like Moose Dupont, I don't know how many times, you know, Dave Schultz is in trouble with Larry Robinson and Moose Dupont's jumping in. And they they outman teams all the time in those situations. Well, they had to. Re- I mean, let's face it. I, I, I would. I would say there are two teams in the last 50 years that forced more changes to the rule book: the Edmonton Oilers of the 1980s and the Philadelphia Flyers of the 1970s. They probably changed more more versions of the rule book, whether it whether it be that third man in rule, whether it be the instigator rule, um, and then you know what Glenn Sather's teams did when it came to ebb and flow of the game. Those two they forced rule changes because people people needed to find a way to try to beat them. Are we at a unique time here for the National Hockey League? Uh, and I didn't see all of the TNT opening, but I heard there was. A fair amount of discussion around fighting, uh, and because I, I, I kind of think we're trying to evolve the game a bit, which is not. And I'm not gonna. I like I watched that fight between Ben and Brown. I was like, wow, that was a hell of a scrap. Like that was great tilt. I got no problem with that. I, it, you know, the 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 five on five line brawl where three guys on one team don't want to fight. That stuff, you know, Spokane beating up Shakutami in the 1991 Memorial Cup. Looking back at it now, 30 years later, I'm like, yeah, it's probably not too good. So, do you know what I'm saying? Like, how, is there any pressure at all towards the television side now that they've got these two new partners between TNT and ESPN on on selling the the artistry of the game, or is there still a sense that you recognize the brutality of it as well? That's a great question. Um, uh, I th- I think that uh, depth of knowledge of the game of hockey, uh, you have to put some level of that that uh, fighting mystique into it. The question is how much, Bob. Yep. You know that becomes the real issue. If you have a twenty-minute show or a thirty-minute show, um, how much do you spend? Well, let's take for example, it was Rangers. It was R- Rangers Caps. Yep. What's a better matchup to talk about? Panarin versus Ovechkin or Reeves versus Wilson? What's a better storyline, uh, you know, from, from that perspective? Adam Fox. Uh, I think we had another drop there with John Shannon. We'll see if we can just recalibrate him. Is we've got him currently on an ISDN line, and just talk about fighting. Yeah, no? there we go. That becomes the question. But there are there are a ton of. I mean, I mean, uh, if you're doing a pregame show with those two teams, you got to know that there is a there's a, a horde of storylines 
um, that can be used beyond Ryan Reeves and Tom Wilson. And, by the way, Ryan Reeves and Tom Wilson did nothing in that game to each other. Yeah, no, there's no question about it. John Shannon joining us right now. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers. Now, we, we're having a, a little minor technical difficulty. We might have had a hot mic uh, in the building available or somebody was doing a little bit of work downstairs. So, fortuitously, they were not. Uh, and and texters, by the way, are jumping in here saying Reeves-Wilson had to be a storyline for that first matchup because... Um, because of what occurred last year and the Rangers' response to, to adding a little bit more muscle. Jerry says, great segment with John Shannon regarding fighting. Uh, battle with power play, battle with sticks. Number 29 doesn't fight, but he has no problem sticking a guy if he gets in his face. A two-minute minor for Slash is good enough to turn sometimes. I remember Glenn Anderson creating room for himself by getting elbows high when guys ran him. Well, the other thing that Glenn Anderson did, a text comes to us from Jerry. John, you would remember this. Nobody in the league did a better job of accidentally on purpose losing balance as he was getting hooked and getting the stick right back in the guy's face after he yanked at him from behind. I mean, Anderson knew how to protect himself. Oh well, Glenn was a Glenn was a smart hockey player on the ice that you ever met. You know what? As smart as anybody. Now let's see if we did we lose John there. All right, here's one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's what we're going to do. It's 12.45 in Edmonton. We're going to take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.46 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. We're going to re-engage John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling after I tell you the guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply saving a night in the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. 9990 Jasper Avenue, open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 to 10 p.m. Tell uh, Brendan as well as Chris and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. All right, I think we got John now on a, on a traditional phone line instead of on our ISTN line. John, are you there? We got you good? Tell you what, this phone technology might be here to stay. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that's the case. <laughs> All right, so the, the bottom line is there's different ways to intimidate. I, I wouldn't mind seeing the Oilers at a functional sort of fourth-line guy that can maybe even play as a third. What would you call Lawson Krause from Arizona as a restricted free agent? Uh, he's about $1.5 bucks. We know Arizona's totally open to doing business, moving players out. Uh, he, he's played with Connor McDavid before the World Junior team, though not on his line. He's a big body that can skate and kill penalties, and he's, he's not timid. Um, 
Would, you know, would that be the type of player that, that you would think could uh, potentially be a very useful fourth line left wing? Yeah, the interesting thing about Kraus is, is that I, I, I think since he turned pro and from from uh, uh, Kingston, he was where he was Sam Bennett's line mate uh, for the Frontenacs. We've been waiting for Lawson Kraus to explode. We've been waiting for Lawson Kraus to be a difference maker. Uh, and, and over the last few years, he, he just hasn't shown it near as much as we expected. Um, and, I mean, if the price point is correct, then it's worth it. But, you know, you know he's, a, I mean, he's a huge man, Bob. Yeah. Uh, he's a big boy. He, you know, he does have good hands. Um, but he's never reached his potential in the National Hockey League. And I think that uh, uh, if, if there's a way to try to find a way to do it, then and and make some sense financially, then you know Lawson Kraus is somebody that could be an asset uh, farther down in your line. He, he 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 certainly can't be an asset in the top six. No, no, and that's that's. I just want another guy that can kill penalties. It's got some size. Yeah. You know what I mean? A little bit different dimension in the bottom six. All right, we're two games in here. Uh, a lot of fans are concerned about some of the analytics numbers on Nurse and Barry and uh, Darnell Nurse playing thirty minutes a game. Your thoughts? Two W's. Uh, if, if the analytics numbers don't make any sense and they're still two W's, why are we? What are we worried about? Um, I, I I thought um, uh, you know it, it, it's an interesting statement. I think the Oilers made at home. Uh, I, I think before we make any judgments, I'd like to see him on a few road games because I think that changes Dave Tippett's thinking. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm not as concerned as anything uh, as other people are. You know, there were there were signs to me that proved, and I and I admit they're just signs, but there are signs to me that says you know this team does have some more resilience. The Pugliarvi goal you you played earlier, uh, the 4-2 goal on Saturday was a great example of that. As Calgary you know comes back into the game and then the Oilers seal it. Um, and to me, the key to that play was a great pass from Cody Ceci. Yeah. Uh, and here's a guy that uh, you know has bounced around and really found his game in Pittsburgh last year, Bob. Uh, and you know, people in Ottawa lamented about him and that he was you know not very smart. Same thing in Toronto, but he got to Pittsburgh and he seemed to become smarter. Uh, and uh, you could see his offensive upside on that play. Uh, and, you know, I, I do think he'll be pretty good playing with Duncan Keith. So there, there are – listen, we're two games in. Yeah. And I, I, th- I think yeah, there is a patience factor and two games in at home. And I think that that's part of what we're, what we're looking at too. Let's, let's wait and see what this team does on the road. Let's wait and see what happens when, when Dave Tippett changes the lines when he's on the road because I fully expect that as well uh, and see where this team is before we make any, any quick judgments. Yeah, I could see McDavid and Drysaddle get split up on the road. Zach Hyman's obviously uh, been a very good I, – I, I, oh, I, yeah. I mean, just Hyman and Paul Yarvey in terms of where Paul or Yarvey is at now versus you know last January when we got started again and and Hyman I mean those two guys completely changed the dynamic of Edmonton's options in their top six. Well, and 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 I do believe that we will see Hyman McDavid and Pujarvi on the road where Dave Tippett can't you know match near as much as he does at home, and then you're you're going to see um, Ryan Nugent Hopkins with uh, Drysital and Yamamoto and I. I uh, dare I say, I um, they might flourish more on the road than they do at home uh, b- because of that, and 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 that that might be a learning curve for uh, for for Dave Tippett. I I think that I I mean I think that everything has gone pretty positive. I I loved the way 
Warren Fogel contributed on the weekend too. I, I think he's become a, uh, and he's a bigger body, Bob. He's a lot bigger than I realized, uh, and he can be a factor as well. So I, I think think that m- most of what came out of the two games, even though that uh, they they let both teams back into the game, Vancouver and Calgary. I mean, I think you have to take it as a positive. Well, they capitalized on the power play, one for two against Vancouver, helped build up the lead, and two for four against Calgary, helped build up that lead at 3 nothing. Connor McDavid with the one-timer as well. And they had some fun with that, and it just shows you the best just keep working at their craft, don't they, John? Just, well, like, just like you. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, uh, my one-timer's not near as good as Connor's, so let's let's put it that way. They, I mean, this this is so reminiscent of those early days, and I know you've talked about it, the early days of Sidney Crosby going into camp saying, you know what, my face-offs suck. i got to be better at face-offs. Yeah. And Crosby became one of the other, you know, has become one of the great face-off guys in the National Hockey League. Well, it's a, it's a good sign for the Edmonton Oilers. John Shannon will join us again Wednesday. John, thanks for reengaging via the phone. We had much better uh, uh, cell reception, so that's great. And we'll hook up on Wednesday. Cheers. There you go. Let's get into some text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Bob, if you, the Oilers got uh, lost in Krause, where would that leave Perlini? Well, Perlini would be an extra forward in that situation. So if you had an injury, uh, Perlini can shoot the puck. Uh, by the way, today at practice, the goalies, the Oilers were scoring. It has just been confirmed now by Dave Tippett that Mike Smith will start against the Anaheim Ducks coming up uh, tomorrow. And uh, we'll get some more information as uh, the day goes. He's also stated that uh, the Oilers got to get Kyler Yamamoto drawing penalties and not taking penalties. It took a couple in the game against the uh, Canadians the other night. Bob, which teams theoretically would claim Tyler Benson? I don't know. Uh, maybe Arizona, I'm thinking. Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo sent a player by the name of Brett Murray down a six foot five left wing that has a chance to be a player. So lots of and Brett Murray will mention this is still on his ELC, like Ryan McLeod is for the Edmonton uh, Oilers, where they can uh, send him down. And he doesn't have to clear. So that's an important thing. Uh, Go Flames Go has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, during the McDavid era, the Oilers have made the playoffs only twice, and they choked both early both times. They can't handle the pressure when it counts. That's the problem with this team. Well, are we including the play-in series? Because if we're saying it's the play-in series, they've made it three times. Uh, They... They uh, beat the San Jose Sharks in six games, lost in seven to Anaheim in 16-17. But to a man, I can guarantee you this, the other players are well aware of what occurred over the last two years, and they want to elevate the level of their performance. Bob, 47 shots against on goal. That isn't going to do it. The Oilers need to uh, cut that down. Totally, totally uh, agree with that. I I would say uh, there we go. I, I they gotta get. They got to give up fewer shots. I don't think there's any question about that. Time to uh, do a little business here as we go into the Oilers Now Injury Report, brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience. Unrivaled commitment. Unrivaled results. Simply put, James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, they're the best. Here's Brendan Escott. Devin Shore is on the IR now, uh, considered day-to-day. Yeah. Or did, Sorry about Keep going, Brennan. I was going to say, and uh, William Legison, what's the latest there? 
Uh, he has gone. He has been farmed down to the American Hockey League. Gotcha. So okay. He previously cleared uh, earlier. So there you go. All right. Anaheim's in reasonably good health. John Gibson knocked around a little bit in their game against Winnipeg last week. Should be ready to return. In fact, tonight against the Flames. Nikita Kucherov, though, not so lucky. He could be out a while with a hip injury. Not the same one that he had surgery on. But this is according to Lightning head coach John Cooper, who said uh, that it's quote not a day-to-day thing. Blake Wheeler also absent. From from Jets practice this morning later revealed that he is in COVID protocol right now and Pittsburgh has Brian Rust week to week with a lower body problem. Uh, John Gibson is uh, the likely starter tonight for the Anaheim Ducks. Nothing has been confirmed yet. Uh, I know the athletic just in the morning skate stuff. Josh Mahura, who is a local product, I he played with the Red Deer Rebels. Uh, here, well, I, we can tell you exactly. Here's what the Ducks rolled with. Oh, why don't we do this? Why don't we... Uh, eh. Now, why did that not appear? That is funny. Uh, Josh Maher expected to make a season debut uh, for the Ducks tonight in Calgary. The Oilers will get the Ducks in the second of a back-to-back. Uh, Troy Terry also over his illness back in. Here's the expected lineups for Anaheim today. Trevor Zegras, exciting young prospect uh, with Adam Henrique and Ricard Raquel. Keep an eye on him at the trade deadline. Ryan Getzlaff with Maxime Comtois and the aforementioned Troy Terry. Mason McTavish with Lundstrom and Jakob Silverberg. Uh, tough guy Nikolai Delorier uh, with Benoit Gruel. And Max Jones is a big baggage smasher. And then on defense, uh, uh, Lindholm. Hampus Lindholm with Jimmy Drysdale. Drysdale, an exciting right shot puck moving D. Cam Fowler with uh, Dave Manson's son. I was going to say Lane Manson. Uh, with, uh, yeah. What the heck's uh, the Manson that plays for the Ducks now? It's not Lane. Josh? Josh, th- thank you. Wow, I completely, I'm getting old. I completely, and then Josh, Mar- so we got Josh Manson and Josh Mahura. Mahura will play with Shattenkirk, and it's Gibson and Stoller, so there's a chance the Oilers will get a former netminder in their organization tomorrow when they take on Anaheim. Brendan, did I make a mistake here? I didn't even look at the script when I threw it to news. Is it Kevin Robertson today? Yeah, we've got extended uh, municipal election coverage, so Eileen's coming in later. We have Kevin right All right, well, my apologies to Kevin. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Kevin Robertson. Then a real interesting human interest story. Bane Pettinger from CAA uh, Sports Agency uh, represents Tyson Berry. Uh, made the jump, worked for Hockey Canada for a number of years. And, uh, well, we'll get into a pretty interesting uh, story, to say the least, about uh, Bane's, uh, Bane's life, what's what's occurred over the last several years. So great stuff coming up here at 105. You're going to want to hear this interview. Again, off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.